Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Stall them. Cinderella is for foot fetish people. All right, I know that like Cinderella is one of the most favorite of all uh, Disney princesses. It's the favorite Disney movies for many people. But let's face it, that story is about foot foot fetish. Okay, you know, uh, you know, he meets this girl who has these glass slippers on, and he's into feet. So he sees her feet through the glass slippers. You know, who are who are glass slippers made for other than foot fetishists? Let's be honest about it now. Then she runs off, she leaves the glass slipper, and he comes up with this idea in order to see every single pair of feet of women in his whole kingdom. And he's like, I want every single woman in my kingdom to come to my castle and show me her feet. You know, if he had, if he had a cell phone, he would have been taking pictures. So let's be honest, Cinderella is about foot fetishism. And if you wanted to grow up to be Cinderella, you want somebody to be interested in you for your feet. You want to, be, you want to meet some guy who's into feet. And being in defeat is weird, if you ask me. <clears throat> Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your host, The Madman. We had we had some internet problems today. Uh, the router went down, and so that's why we're starting starting late today. Uh, I'm going to do an abbreviated show. I'm not going to go you know too too long here because it's getting late for me. And uh, they had the State of the Union last night, and both uh, Tim Pool and Stephen Crowder had drinking games. For the state of the union and i got hammered all right it's because uh you know it's we'll talk about the state of the union in a little bit but uh we ended up getting hammered i mean and it was it was a tough cause like i didn't know which to watch live was it steven crowder or tim pool uh because uh crowder is always funnier period uh but tim pool had um what's her name um shoot what's her name oh i blanked on it I was thinking about her all day today because she's hot. She's super hot. Let me look up Tim Pool real quick on the YouTubes here. Aubrey Plaza? No, not Aubrey. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza is hot, but it's, it's not the same. It's uh, what, what's her name? I can't believe I'm blank, blanking on Lauren Southern. She's incredibly hot, uh, and a lot of it has to do with the way she talks. I like the way she talks, but I mean, she was like one of four people there, so she has little tiny screens. It's like I can't sit there and Google her all night you know I want, i'd rather laugh <laughs> yeah so yeah uh, i got hammered last night we had these problems with the internet we had to go to the provider to get a router you know uh uh back up you know to get get everything going again it's kind of a pain in the ass it kind of pisses me off and makes me want to do a lazy day today uh you know because you know i'm kind of hurt myself with alcohol last night so uh there's that uh now here's the thing um do you think maybe we could pull up the Shock Monkey Radio uh, on YouTube, so I can sh show you something that I've been dealing with this past week. Excellent. All right. While EK's doing that, you know, I'll tell you, you know, I'm, you know, I, I write a lot for this show. You know, every single week I write a lot to, you know, rant about, you know, even if it's as stupid as like ranting about provolone and how, or how uh, horses are evil or something, you know, and it's just, it's like the no pomegranates lady, you know, oh, is our software locking up now? Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, it's like the no pomegranates lady because, uh, you know, it's just something absurd to be mad at and you don't understand why somebody's mad at provolone or whatever. But if you look over here, you click on videos if you can. 
go to the videos and you'll see like uh you see the live show that we have we're on uh, we're on right now and then uh right there you see horses are evil that's the last video i uploaded was it say four days ago yeah and it has uh, 501 views 501 views that's the third time i've seen it cross 500 views all right um for like a day the first day it was up it had no views absolutely no views and then the next day i come on it's got 475 views and at the end of that day it went to like uh over 500 woke up the next day it was down, back down to 470 something views and it crossed 500 again and then it dropped again and now it just recently today crossed over into the 500 views all right now look at look at look at the videos in between Horses are evil, for example, is just a little thing I made about how horses are evil and everyone should know that it's just a, like a public service announcement. All right. Then you have like the, the from Ruby Ridge uh, to Ottawa to D.C. All right. So, I mean, and then you got, I, you know, I hate provolone. I mean, my stuff ranges from the poignant to the pointless. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I don't understand why I would get more views or why I would keep jumping like views, losing views. I also lost and gained likes on on that horses are evil video. Now, if you can like if you could sort the videos, see where it says sort by, sort by like most viewed, most popular, yeah. And you see the Nightwing sexy butt one is still number one at over five uh, five point seven k. It looks like, yeah. yeah next one is pigeons with cowboy hats of uh, what five forty four k. All right, but those were years ago, 2017, 2019. All right. And I never had an issue with losing views from those videos. So, I mean, this is all, all of this is taking place in the algorithm where the views are getting knocked away. I mean, I haven't gotten over a thousand views, you know, in, in two years, uh, three years, it looks like. Two years. We did uh, this one. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous what's going on with the algorithm on YouTube. All right, and it just it just irritates me to no end when I start losing views and stuff like that. I feel like they're intentionally censoring people like me, uh, small time creators, and not you know not getting views. And I've mentioned before, it's like I also have a bit shoot. You can you can take that down. I'm sure it's eating up processor time. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, on bit shoot, I'll get twenty to fifty times the amount of views on the videos that I make there, and it just irritates me. And so the only thing I could say to you is please like, share, and subscribe. Comment on them. That helps with the algorithm and stuff like that. Show it to your friends. I know the algorithm is biased against me, but the best way you can help me out is you can you go, if you have Cash App, you can Cash App me money using the hashtag ShockMonkeyRadio, all one word. Or better yet, you can go over to Patreon.com slash ShockMonkeyRadio and become a patron there and help me out there. Because, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting pissed about it, you know? And I, you know, I, it, I know my content is eclectic and there's, you know, a small audience of people, but I'm not, I'm not trying to reach everybody, you know, I would just like to reach the people that would like my content and just, it just irritates me to no end. So I was thinking about the large Hadron Collider over in uh, CERN, Switzerland, you know, where they... Everyone got scared. It's like, oh, you know, this is so crazy. It may, you know, reorder the universe. <laughs> it, could, uh, it could end up, uh, you know, creating a black hole. And I thought about that idea. If they created a black hole at, at CERN, you know, what would that be like for us to experience? Say it happened right now while I'm in this room. All right. What would happen is that 
me, EK, all this equipment, all this uh, recording equipment and video equipment, my laptop, this mic, these headphones, all of it will be sucked towards Switzerland, sucked east <laughs> at the speed of light. And there will be a brief second where all of this stuff just starts moving at the speed of light towards Switzerland. And there may be a second where EK and I will look at each other, glance at each other as we're getting sucked in and just like a, but the whole room is moving with us, but everything's also getting smaller. And so we kind of have a second to share a look of like, this is kind of weird, isn't it? Cause that's really all the time you'd have. You wouldn't even have time to realize like what is actually happening. It's not like on the way from here to Switzerland, I'll have time to explain to EK. It's like, Oh, we're getting sucked into a black hole in CERN, Switzerland. We wouldn't even have that time. It would just look like this whole room is moving and we're moving with it, you know? So that last couple seconds of life, that would be because uh, we'd all end up getting crushed. And you know what? I'd be crushed by all this recording equipment and cameras and my laptop and stuff like that. So it's all real personal to me. You know, it's like if you're going to get crushed by something, it might as well be your stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, I was just thinking about that. Like I said, we're going to do a short one today. Um, so I, I had a dream. I ran into Kurt Cobain in heaven. All right. And the first thing he says to me is like, so you hate me, huh? And he's like, well, you know, it, you know, Kurt, it's, it's not that I hate you. You know, it's like, I, it's, I hate your music. Okay. And he's like, oh, so you hate my music. And so you hate me. And he's like, no, it's, it has nothing to do with you. Rock star. It's not all about you. Rock star. <clears throat> and so I was like trying to explain to him, it's like, you know, it's not the fact that you're you, you know, it's the fact that your music is awful and somehow our culture glommed on to this. They some, somehow every single kid in America wanted to look like you all of a sudden. And it made absolutely no sense to me. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. And Seattle still can't get away from it. Well, Seattle can't get away from it. You know, I see All right. Seattle, the music that comes out of Seattle, I will say there's a lot of good music that comes out of Seattle. But the reason why that is is because it's very much like London. You know, it's very much like England. That's why so many rock stars come out of England. Because, the, yeah, the weather's so horrible. Everyone just stays inside and plays on the piano. How do you think Freddie Mercury got so good? It's because it rains all the time and he's sitting there playing the piano. His mom's playing piano and he's singing. You know, <laughs> that's the same reason why Seattle music is as good as, like, English music. Anyway. So Kurt Cobain, it's not about you, all right? It's it's it's. I mean, it, your music is shitty, but shitty bands come and go without making that big of a cultural impact. But your music started the whole grunge scene, made girls stop showering and stuff, which is which is disgusting. That's disgusting. I'm not Napoleon. You know, Napoleon was into that. Napoleon liked uh, Josephine. He said, "You don't stop washing. I'll be back in five days. Stop washing." Weirdo. That was their kink. You know, some people are into feet. What? I don't know what to tell you. So, you know, it's just, I, I felt bad, like, talking to Kurt. And I was like, you know, it's a shame that, you know, Courtney killed you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that sucks. Because she did, you know, she killed Kurt Cobain. It's, it's the only reason why I like her. And she, she's out walking around. <laughs> I mean, it's not like her music's good either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Um, I was thinking about, like, the Lone Ranger. And how maybe like the very first time he became the Lone Ranger, he came came upon this town and he ran across some crazy 
town drunk or something like that. And the town drunk was saying, it's like, oh yeah, there's this guy, he runs the mines. You know, he owns the mines and he's, you know, uh, keeps everyone in debt to the company store and the sheriff's in his pocket. You know, it's an awful town and somebody needs to be done because all these poor people are basically wage slaves. They're slaves to this, uh, this old, old man Guthrie. Old man Guthrie's running the, the mine, you know, and everyone, has everyone working for him like they're slaves. Somebody needs to be used. Oh, one more thing, Mr. Lone Ranger. He's like, I think they're all werewolves too. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, and so the Lone Ranger got all mad and like freaked out. He's like, werewolves for real? And so he's like, we, I got to melt down all this silver and make silver bullets. So let me, let me take care of this first. And Tonto's there the whole time. He's probably like, you, you know, you could probably ignore that last thing because, you know, werewolves aren't real. And, you know, the Lone Ranger's like, well, I'm not going to take a chance. You know, it's a lucky thing my horse is named Silver. It's a lucky thing that I have all this silver. So he made a bunch of silver bullets because probably he thought that he may or may not have to run into werewolves being a vigilante. So think about that. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> there was something I was thinking about the other day because I've been hitting uh, writer's block uh, sometimes. And I was thinking about uh, in, in those cop movies, whenever you watch a movie but with cops in it, you know, and they're looking over the evidence and they're pouring over it. They've hit a block in their case, you know, in the case, you know, they're at a roadblock. And I consider that very much like having writer's block. And they, they get to this block in this case and not getting anywhere on it. And they get mad and they throw all the papers. They throw all the evidence photos. They throw everything. And then they're like, well, I guess I got to clean up this mess I made. And then they start picking up their papers and they're like, aha, that's, that's tire tread. That means that it has a different rear differential or some shit like that. They, you know, they come across some clue because they reshuffled the papers. Sometimes it won't be like, they'll get frustrated. They'll be like, oh, this case is over and done with. It's, you know, we got the real killer, I guess. And so you're throwing all the evidence away, and then all of a sudden you spot something. Aha! A new clue. And what's funny about that when it comes to, like, defeating writer's block, it's uh, <laughs> defeating writer's block is very much like throwing all the papers in the air. You know, you got to reshuffle in many ways. And so when I, when I get writer's block, it's always a good idea to do something else that is creative, whether that's drawing, coloring, uh, uh, or even playing, like, ukulele or the guitar, pick up a musical instrument and play with it. Cause I mean, it kind of re it shuffles the deck in your mind and that's always a good thing. It's, I just figured that's good advice. <clears throat> and so I got one more thing I want to talk about before we uh, get into an abbreviated news worth knowing. Um, uh, when, when I was in the Navy, uh, we were up in Gurney, Illinois for my A school and my friend David and I, we said, uh, we wanted to go get tickets to a Chicago Blackhawks game. So we took a train. Um, you know, this is, uh, back before, you know, debit cards, you know, I just had an ATM card that pretty much, I think it only worked at the next ATMs, the Navy exchange ATMs, I think, but, uh, and so you get out money and stuff like that. And we went to take this trip, trip into Chicago. It was a nightmare trip. We didn't get to see the game. <laughs> uh, there weren't any tickets available and, uh, David had apparently went through some website and, you know, this was 99. 98, went through some website and there was some problem with the website. And so, I mean, that stuff wasn't really that reliable back then. And so we didn't get to go see the game. Then we get on the train and I real, we get on the train going back to Gurney and I realized that we had miscalculated the train fare from Gurney, Illinois 
to uh, Chicago, and I'm out of money. I'm broke. David has enough money for himself, but I don't have enough money. And so I'm having this conversation with him on the train, right? And the train's kind of packed, all these commuters coming out of Chicago, heading back into the suburbs and stuff like that. I'm having this conversation. And of course, we're talking about, you know, like, you know, like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to be UA, you know, if I can't, you know, we start talking about like, we got Navy thing, Navy problems to deal with. And this guy's across from us, sitting across from us, and he's listening to us having this conversation. And he comes over and he talks to, talks to me and he's like, hey, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the fares recently went up or something like that. And, you know, sometimes they, you don't know and they don't update the websites and all that quick enough. And so he pulled like $10 out of his pot, out of his wallet and gave it to me. He said, there you go. You know, you know, I, you know, appreciate, you know, appreciate your service or whatever like that. And I was like, thank you so much. Could I get your address, sir? Because I know as soon as I get back to the base, I can pull out money and mail it to you. And he's like, you don't have to do that. It's like, I would like your address anyway. And back then, back before anyone, you know, everyone had smartphones, I carried a pen with me all the time. And I'm, I'm a freaking writer. So, I mean, I carried a pen with me and I was able to uh, write down uh, uh, his address. And I did. I went, I went to the ATM as soon as I got back to base. Uh, got, you know, took some uh, stationery that I had, wrote him a little note, thank you note for getting me out of that bind. And uh, mailed him his cash back to him. Now, here's the thing. This is a guy, like a commuter in Chicago, you know, and this is why I get upset about all these, like, you know, the cops, you know, not doing their jobs in big cities because this, this country really is filled with a lot of really nice people. And that is in that particular thing that happened to me back in 19, I want to say 98, 99, uh, that, that particular incident proved that to me, that some stranger in the Chicagoland area was kind enough to give me money because I screwed up and, you know, uh, needed to get off the train, you know. And that's, and the whole time I was serving in the Navy, I would frequently think back to that guy. It's like, that's the kind of American that I'm serving for, you know. And that's, and that's what I think that a lot of Americans are like. You know, they'll help out a stranger, you know. And that's, that's who we are as American people. And I think we should all remember that about ourselves is that we're not all so bad. It's really not as bad as everyone's saying that we are. That's not true. You know, that's not true. It's like, we're, we're really a bunch of sweethearts here in America. And it is why the American way is the best way. Anyway, I, I was thinking about that story the other day and I was like, you know, America really is filled with a whole bunch of really cool people. All right, let's do a quick news worth knowing kind of thing. All right, uh, the first story is about the Russian continuing to hammer major Ukrainian cities. Uh, it's been a week now since this has all started. Uh, I'm just going to real quick through these stories. Real quick since this all started, uh, a week since this all started, you know. And uh, Ukraine seems to be holding, I, I think that like uh, the Russians think they would have had all of Ukraine by now, but you know, they're giving up a stiff resistance, it seems. And yeah, there's been a lot of some propaganda and stuff like that, but it, it's war. You know, you're not familiar with war. I mean, this isn't like insurgents in Afghanistan. You know what I'm saying? This is a, Russia is a major world player. <coughs> so there's going to be tons of memes. <laughs> there's going to be tons of video game footage passed off as real dog fights and stuff like that. You know, it's, you know, it's first world. It's uh, when I say first world war, I mean, it's first world warfare. <laughs> People, first world countries doing warfare. 
And so that's that's what it's like. You're going to get propaganda. All right. Uh, th this story is interesting. I think you may know this. is like Belarus is a country that is basically like a puppet state for uh, Russia. And uh, the president, Lukashenko, appeared to stand in front of a map that showed a planned Moldova invasion <laughs> and on the map and stuff like that. It had like a planned Moldova invasion on the map. And so it's like, I don't know if he's just like, if it's a threat. Or if it's just a screw-up, or it's like, can they really be that dumb if that's actually a plan to invade Moldova? Anyway, what I'm saying is that, you know, uh, the whole idea of, like, an axis of evil is is an idea of, like, of uni countries that are unified along the same, like, objectives. And when you have, like, even though that Belarus is a is a puppet state of Russia, and of course they're coming, coming on the side of Russia, you know, you would hope that, you know, people would do the right thing. You know, the ambassador, for, I think, from, I think it was the ambassador from Ukraine, read a text message from a Russian soldier to his mother saying, Mama, you know, we, we thought we were going to be welcomed with open arms, you know, they're, they're yelling at us, calling us fascists and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're kind of been doing fascist things. <laughs> Real fascism, ladies and gentlemen. That's why this, all this SJW stuff <laughs> kind of got quiet lately. It was like, oh, look, real fascism. Holy cow. We were, we were just calling, you know. We're just bullshitting you here in the States. Anyway. So as I mentioned, uh, the State of the Union was last night. And uh, Biden made lots, lots of slip-ups. And that's why I ended up drinking so much. You know, and so I was like, oh, I screwed up a word, I drank. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting trashed. And my stomach just churned a little thinking about it. Oh. Anyway. But uh, uh, he Biden makes one mix-up that's kind of funny where he calls Ukrainians Iranians. And when he does that, Kamala Harris is behind him, and she mouths the words Ukrainians. We all, we all know what he meant. He meant Ukrainians, you know. Don't make fun of the old guy. He's our, he's our precious leader. Anyway, so that was one weird thing that happened. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip this energy story. Just skip that altogether. And just his last two stories just for, uh, for laughs. And that's the second weird thing that happened <laughs> at the State of the Union. Because Nancy Pelosi, all right, Biden, all right, let me let me find the thing that Biden was saying when she did this. Okay, let me find it. He said, uh, darn it. Yeah, he was talking about, like, soldier station in Afghanistan and elsewhere, breathing in toxic smoke from burn pits, you know, talking about these soldiers getting black lung and stuff like that because they're breathing in dead bodies and stuff like that. And Nancy Pelosi kind of kind of almost goes into a round of applause, but then stands up and like rubs her wrists together like she's putting on perfume or something. It's super friggin' weird. And it's super friggin' crazy old people shit. And it's, you know, and uh, uh, like I said, I was watching uh, Louder with Crowder in the, in the live stream when this happened. And the best answer I heard anyone say about why she did it is Dave Landau said she's drunk. He was like, of course Dave would know what that, what being drunk is like. Hell, I was drunk at the time. I should have been able to know that right away. It's like, that bitch is just drunk. And she was. She had to have been because she's always friggin' drunk. She's a crazy old drunk. Crazy old communist drunk. Anyway, let's go on to this last story that we'll get out of here. I know it's a short show today, but you know, you deal with it. Deal with it. I work really hard on this, and you're not a patron. All right? Anyway. I can't go viral. Sons of bitches. Anyway, one last story just to cheer us all up, because it always feels better 
knowing that there's people dumber than you in the world. And that's why I kind of have the show. That's why I assume you like watching it. It's like, well, you, you know, you can feel better about yourself. It's like, well, at least I'm not that guy. Um, but here, Wheel of Fortune viewers were outraged over con contestants' failure to solve the puzzle in three tries. All right, I'm going to read this whole article because it's hilarious. Uh, Tuesday night's Wheel of Fortune left viewers stunned over a contestant's inability to solve a puzzle despite having three attempts. A clip from the game, game show has gone viral on Twitter. It showed an all unsolved phrase that, that read, Another feather blank N Y O blank R blank A blank. All right. And the contestant, Laura, first tried, she said, Another feather in your hat. That's not correct. It's, ooh, and it's not like Pat Sajak. Is, is he still doing it? So close. You, it's not like he could say, You're so close, right? All right, seconds later, she got a second shot at solving the pu puzzle after competitor Christopher incorrectly guessed, guessed the letter G. So I guess there are two, at least two contestants confused. And contestant Thomas landed a bankrupt when he spun the wheel. She, correct, she incorrectly guessed again, another feather in your lap. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, though, the feather is moving around, host Pat Sajak quips. So, yeah, he's still around. Uh, Christopher then incorrectly guessed the letter D during his next turn, and Thomas had a case of bad luck again when he landed on lose your turn. Then, for a third time, Laura spun the wheel and correctly guessed the letter P, <laughs> and then she had a choice to spin or solve. She took a stab at solving a pu puzzle. Another feather in your map, she said, failing to correctly answer on the third attempt. The phrase wasn't correctly solved until Thomas bought a C, revealing the correct puzzle as another feather in your cap. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if you played like Wheel of Fortune, trying to solve puzzles, and you're with people, other people watch it, and you shout out something stupid. You know, it's like, no, that's it, that can't be it. I think that everyone has done that. They've shouted out the wrong thing, and you missed some completely... Uh, uh, obvious uh, colloquialism, you know, another feather in your map, you know, people screw that stuff, you know, I'm taking stuff for granted, you know, it's like humans make those kinds of mistakes all the time, and so I can't really fault her because, but the fact is, on that show, that kind of thing will happen from time to time, where as soon as she said another feather in your cap, yes, I should have known that. That's because that's how human memory works. <laughs> and so, I mean, I just, I'm glad it got caught. I'm, and I love this uh, modern culture where they can clip something like that and, you know, it could go viral because uh, it, it makes people feel better about themselves. <laughs> it's like, I would have got that. I would have won the money. But hey, you weren't there, were you? It was them. They screwed it up. And it happens. We screw up. You know, that's why they put erasers on the ends of pencils. Anyway, so it's, I know it's been a quick one today. I want to remind you to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. <laughs> patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. I would appreciate it. You can also advertise uh, uh, with me there. I would appreciate that as well. Um, you can also cash tag me, shockmonkeyradio, all one word on the cash app. I would appreciate that. Um, yeah, so uh, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the host of Madman, and I love you.